Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Land of the Lost. My name is Mike. Across from me is Carl. He's producing today. This is a segment we like to call Mike's Dungeon Mastery Class, where I basically discuss all things D&D, namely how to be a dungeon master. So let's get started. Now, for those of you that may not be in the know or may not have played D&D, what is a dungeon master? Well, a dungeon master is a rule keeper, the narrator, and pretty much the referee. They're the person that holds it all together, tells you what the story is, basically walks the players through the campaign. Now, there's a lot of people that DM, and there's a lot of people that do it differently. So I'm going to share my personal experiences as well as give advice on some of the things I've gone through and some of the things that I've seen. Now, Carl can vouch for me. Um, he's been in a couple of my my campaigns in the past. Um, now I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in how we do it, to be honest, which is why we're here. Yes, confident in that we haven't done it in how long since it's the been, pandemic it's been years since the pandemic since no probably since before the pandemic since just before since you the last there. time I was, I was at your house was i think before kate lived there so yeah. before you got married yeah so yeah be before the pandemic then. yeah because i got married during the pandemic but anyway so what i've constructed here is is a number of rules Another of kind of like a, not even rules like kind of like a guideline to how to be a DM and this is mostly for starters and and people who are just coming back into the fold. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed personally is the DM can kind of make or break a campaign, so it's really important in my opinion to really nail it down. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, you know, the best DM the world's ever seen. Um, Really, it's just a matter of a couple of key points. First of which, know your audience. Now, typically, when you play with a group of friends or people you're meeting with the first time, it's usually a good idea to feel out who they are and what they like in their campaigns. Some people are heavy into role play. You know, some people like to explore. Some people like to do other, you know, other things besides uh, the narrative. As it is a role-playing game, that kind of comes natural. Um, for people who are combat heavy, um, you might want to spice it up and add more battles or more encounters, things of that nature. Excuse me. So how do you go about doing that? Well, there's a couple different ways. If you, if you know somebody, one of your players is real big into role play, um, role play with them. Let them interact with NPCs, you know, people in the world let them encounter things that they can interact with you know kind of make it lively um one of the things i did for my homebrew which i called eternum um carl will remember this i set the stage initially where what in god's name I'm is just trying to, i'm looking just trying it yes <laughs> and i can't see my face and <laughs> I, I like that sound i'm like talking all i hear is <laughs> What was that about Eternal? <laughs> so I don't remember. I don't really remember anything about Eternal. You weren't there for for the second go around, but like the first go around before the pandemic, um, long before the pandemic, actually a couple of years before. Um, do you remember how I kicked it off? 
how I basically absolutely said. not. Okay. Oh, so. was that was that the futuristic one or was that the the other one? That was the fantasy one. Oh yeah. That was the. Oh, that was one. the first one we did, right? Or no, the first one we did was out of that book. No, no, no. The first one we did was Lost Mine of Fandelver. Mine was my. Wasn't oh, that the one you brought room. with you? Yes. Yeah. So I have that here as a okay. visual aid yeah. today. We've got um, visual aids today, people. Yeah, look, I even got this guy. We're getting better! Look, you, know, you know what else we need? He's, he's feisty. We need Thanks. a logo for this for this um for this show. Hell yeah, we got a logo right here. Oh, boom. No. Look at that. No, because you know Fancy. Calvin Calvin made his own logo. Oh did he? For his own show, yeah. Oh, I didn't finish watching that. I gotta look. Alright, so hold on, going back to that, so Yeah, go watch Calvin's show, one shot. Yeah, w- watch one shot. It's already out on YouTube. Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, we're on Spotify, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. I, I haven't put it on, like, Samsung and all that, because who... I might put it on, like, Amazon, because yeah. there's, there's some podcasting things on there that I've never heard of. That doesn't hurt. Eh, I might just hit automatic and just let it go to everything. Right, yeah, just upload it to, you know, I'm going to shut up. So anyway. <laughs> upload it to Pornhub. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think they would mind. I don't think they would either. I, I, After what happened with the um, <laughs> with the Minecraft Let's Plays. Jesus Christ. All right, Do you so, remember that? No. I, we should really stop talking about that. Yeah, we're going to move on. So anyway, so back to being <laughs> Sorry, a... Sorry, Eli. Yeah, right. So back to being a DM. Wow, that's sidetracked really quick. <laughs> so back to uh, my homebrew. So essentially, um, what went down was I started the campaign where they were traveling on this road, the, you know, the party. And, you know, I, I basically said, oh, well, they walked by a couple of apple trees. Well, for a player who wants to role play, especially if it's, like, extensive, um, you know, they may take advantage of the situation and be like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I want to pick some apples. No problem. Apples are good for you. They restore some of your health points, just like most if not all foods in the world whatever hey pick some apples you know the player might ask you though how many apples can i pick now this is where it gets interesting yeah i'm I'm sorry i froze i looked at something you're fine so um here's how you do it you have them roll you know, you use dice for everything else in the campaign. You might as well use it for interactions and encounters like this. You know, it's something simple, something small. You know, they could roll the dice and be like, oh, I I, I see eight apples. Be like, okay, well, you can pick however many you choose as long as it doesn't exceed eight because it's all there is. So that player gets that opportunity and... to interact with the world off the get-go and add some items in their inventory. So... You know, the, like little things like that can go a long way with with the player base. You know, if somebody's uh, combat heavy, uh, add random encounters. You know, every time somebody moves uh, x amount of space on a map, or you know, a certain distance. If you want to do miles, kilometers, whatever, uh, roll the dice, have a list, and be like, oh well, this encounter happens. You know, goblin attack, orc attack. You know. You know, zombies, like whatever, whatever your campaign is, and let them duke it out, let them fight. You know, players usually get pretty excited over the combat. That's one of the crazier aspects of it. Um, you know, so know your audience and and appeal to them. So, what else we got? So, besides, 
knowing your audience, it's also good to know the rules. Now, this might seem simple. This might seem like something like kind of a given. Um, unfortunately, some DMs, particularly new DMs, walk in thinking they know, and it ends up that they just didn't do enough homework. So it's, it's, it's good to really know the campaign you're doing and the rules that you want to use. It's also important to, you know, talk with your party, you know, really kind of discuss it with them and be like, okay, so X, Y, and Z, these are the rules I'm, I'm, I'm laying down. Is everybody cool with this? You know, and that's not a matter of, um, you know, hey guys, is this okay? Like, no, it's, it's, you're all playing a game. It's good to set the foundation so everybody knows from the get-go what's going on. Do you remember um, the little revival system I had going? Um, vaguely? Vaguely. So I'll, I'll go ahead and explain it. So what I did was I created a system where players could revive one another so they weren't instantly killed the moment they hit zero HP. Basically what I did was I developed a system where when you were downed, or incapacitated, when you hit zero HP, um, you would take a quarter, 25% of your HP, and then whatever that number is would be the amount of turns you would have before you would bleed out. So, it, you know, anybody who's played a video game where there's a like a bleed out timer, it's, it's basically the same concept, you know, but during that time, the players were still vulnerable to attack. So if somebody wanted to finish them off, they would have to do uh, a saving throw or another player would have to intervene before it happened. So it kind of added a, a fresh take on it. And you can, you know, you can revive them with a bandage, you know, healing potion, an apple, you know, and basically whatever HP you got would, you know, yeah. basically basically set you up with however many, age, uh, how much HP you got back. Which was a good system. Yeah, and it, it worked for us and I think we've used it in every campaign since. I don't, I don't remember us getting rid of it for any scenario. I don't remember how many campaigns I was a part of, actually. Cause I, know, I think I was only part of, like, two. Yeah. We ran maybe four. But the last two didn't get finished because of the pandemic. Well, absolutely. The pandemic stopped everything. Yeah. Well, that's why I picked up that new one. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> guess what's coming with us? Mike's revival system. So... Oh, <laughs> nice it's also important to know like when you can bend rules you know dnd has a lot of rules for you to utilize um they have rule books they have uh we have a ticking noise that's weird uh it's just it's i don't think it's on the recording it's fine okay i was about to say what the how long do you want to go with this because we're 20, 20 30 minutes 20 minutes okay. yeah so i lost my train of thought thanks oh yeah so bending rules so <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of rules um in the, in the rule book that makes sense. I mean, they all make sense. But, like, sometimes if you're running your campaign, you may disagree with the rule. You may be able to bend that rule depending on what it is. You know, for example, like, a lot of people say, going back to the revival, like, once you hit zero HP, you're dead, and that's, a, that's over. I disagreed with that. I decided I was going to make a system to give the players a fighting chance because not for nothing... Um, I do add quite a bit of challenges in the campaign, usually in the form of overwhelming numbers. Oh God, yeah, I remember. But it's it's yeah. randomly drawn. That's that's another thing. I just I just throw the dice and hit my microphone, and 
you know. <laughs> you know, so. Yep. You know, it's, it's you know, if it rolls 17, it's 17 goblins. Good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah, you guys ran that for Good three, luck. four hours. No, uh, it was um, zombies. Oh, there was zombies? It, it, was, it, yeah. was a horde, it was a horde of 16 zombies. Because I remember, because when you rolled four, because you rolled first for what we were going to get, and you said a zombie horde. And then I and then I said sixteen, and then you rolled sixteen, and then I, I almost almost <laughs> shat myself. I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "Oh my god!" What are the friggin' chances? Yeah, I guess what it is. So you know, it's it's good to just have an idea of how you're going to go into your campaign, and what rules you want to establish Ooh. or bend to better suit not only yourself but you know the party itself. Um, you know, to go into our our, our third little little checkbox here um i guess this all ties the first two kind of tie into this one you know just kind of keep things interesting you know yeah. spice it up make sure that you know your players are content you know make sure that they're enjoying themselves in the campaign again know your audience know the rules you know uh, namely like specifically know your audience for this particular um this particular rule because if you do too much role play and they want more combat, they start getting antsy. If you mm-hmm. do too much combat, but not enough role play, or not enough exploration, like if you start to railroad them a little bit, they start to get a little bored because they want to kind of dive deep into it. So, you know, just just keep it interesting. Throw something at them occasionally. Spice it up. You know, you can do that in any kind of way. I mean, just make something up. You could be like, you know, oh. There's a random wolf in the in the woods. It's friendly, you know. If they're a, uh, a druid or a ranger, you know they might be able to uh, tame it and make it an animal. To go into a, another story, uh, specifically into uh, Lost Mine of Fandelver, great starter by the way. Highly recommend it for new players. Um, do you remember Seymour? I do not. So Seymour was our friend Eli's rat. Now, oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. we were in the abandoned mansion. So essentially, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but we were doing an investigation, or rather, I should say, the, I was the DM. The party was doing a, an investigation on a mansion, and they rolled for investigation. Now they didn't roll too high, so I, I decided to spice it up, keep things interesting, because they didn't find anything. <laughs> so I was like, it's dusty, it's it's old, it's it's, it's decrepit. You know, there's a rat going on the floor. You know, just, just scurrying, doing its little thing. And our friend jumped up and was like, I want to tame the rat. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, oh, 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 can, can you do that? And he had like a spell or something. He had something special for it. Like it wasn't just, oh, I want to tame a rat. Like he was like, no, I want to make it my companion by doing something to it. And I was like, okay, um, let me see your sheet. So I looked it over and I'm like, yeah, he has this ability. So I was like, okay. Um whatever you yeah. have a pet rat now Woo. and he named him seymour <laughs> what made it even crazier was he had some other ability where like he had um god i wish i could remember the name of it but he had something where like he could train it if he spent enough time with it like he spent hours interesting in the world each day training it now i'm thinking excuse me i'm thinking it's like 
always going to train it in strength, you know, increase its attack, maybe its dexterity so it doesn't get hit so much because a rat's not really powerful. Yeah. He trains it in intelligence. He trains the rat. In intelligence. In intelligence. I mean, that's not... It's not that out of there. Out, it, it's out, not. Out see, there. that's the thing about D and D. You get like random stuff like this from <laughs> players, where people just do whatever, and, and you just have to go. Uh, okay. You you can't say no because then you're then you're kind of a jerk. Like, it's one of those things where it's like he's not hurting anything. He's not breaking the game. I don't have a valid reason to tell him no. So. It's one of the things that makes you questions who <laughs> makes you question who your friends are, right? And what they're right. doing. I just wanted to give you guys a campaign. You're collecting rats and shit. Yeah, and you're just, you're just kicking over trash cans and this, shit. This ain't Pokemon. What is being this? a menace. <laughs> <laughs> being well, a menace. You're not playing the game correctly. Not, not, not for. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not like he was not playing it correctly. There's no real way to play D and D. Yeah, correctly. I'm, that's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm. I'm ultimately gonna get to is is there's no, uh, there's no defining way but i digress you know it actually got to a point where he trained this rat in intelligence um so much that i decided to kind of play along so i gave this rat a little squeaky voice and like basic common like real basic common where he would say like little words and be like Rawr! you know basically made him kind of like a sentient rat turned him into a talking rat because why not Yo, his intelligence was like eight at that point. I'm like, that's pretty good for a rat. Or not, not eight. Um, it started at like six. It was like, okay, he's not that. Many. It was like fourteen or something. Yeah, like he spent like a week in game, like working on it. Like it was getting up there, and I'm like, I can't ignore this. Like this is getting really extreme. And kobolds are a thing, and they're basically rats. So fuck it. Uh, but... I mean, why not? It's... Well, the the kicker, the icing on the cake of this this really ridiculous scenario was we ended up putting a little top hat and a monocle on him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so we had this little rat with a monocle running around. Oh, it's hysterical. That's funny. But you know that goes back to to keeping things interesting. Um, that also goes into my next point: be open to new ideas. Just because you're running the campaign doesn't mean you always have to say no. Sometimes the players will come up with something that you didn't expect or you weren't anticipating, and it may actually add to the fun of the campaign. You may enjoy it yourself. My friend decided to tame a rat, decided to raise his intelligence for no good reason, and I decided to go along with it, and we gave him a little top hat and monocle. A little, little tiny rat with a monocle. Throw a little, little, little top hat. <laughs> like... You know, and it was funny as hell. And, like, here we are years later talking about it. And it's 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 a memory, you know? It's it's fun. So, you know, be open to new ideas. We need know. to get back into it. We need to we need to play D&D again at some point. I got a... Uh, I still have my dice. I got so. I got Netherdeep now. The, uh, I forget what the full title is, but it's Netherdeep. It's one of the critical role uh, campaigns. I, got, I don't. I, got I was. I was really stoked for forty four, forty five, and that never happened. So. Well, we might bring that back. That's a, that's another homebrew I was working on. Um, a Dungeons and Dragons game based in World War Two. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say yes. Yeah. 
I, I, I need the resources to pull it together to do it correctly, though. That's why I put it on, on a bit of a freeze. It wouldn't take me that long to, to bring it back conceptually, but, like, the way I want to execute it is very precise. Um, but back I, to what you were saying about D&D Dungeon Masters being dicks. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, I guess the last, the last point I have is, is to kind of know when to draw the line. So I just went on and explained some of the ridiculous stuff that goes on in D&D, um, be it your idea or a player's idea. Ultimately, um, you got to draw the line somewhere. Like, you know, sometimes a player will want to cast a spell that they don't have access to. Oh, well, it's in my class. Well, you have to reach a certain level. Like, stuff like that. Like, if, or if you want to, like, use a cantrip on something they can't see behind a wall behind like like if it gets like ridiculous like like to the point where it's unrational that's usually where i draw the line i mean not that a talking rat is rational but you know once you start hitting the point of absurdity and or or worse when it starts breaking the game (laughs) like with the spells we were using the the spell i the spells i were i was using was just bonkers i was i was a six foot eight orc 350 pounds of just muscle there's a good way to break the game, and there's a bad way to break a game. I'm talking about the bad way to break a game. Which Your is, way is fine, because it was legal. It was completely fine. But, like, ultimately, you know. It's not really OP. OP magic skill. The, the bottom line is you don't want to break your campaign. Try to keep a flow going. You know, just the players will try to one-up you every time. Don't let them get too out of hand. But all the same, still be open to new ideas and, and have fun with it. Um to wrap up, if your players aren't having fun, you're doing something wrong. Again. But also, if the players tr- the players might try to take advantage of you, that's when you put your foot down. Well, that goes to knowing to draw the line. Yeah. I like that noise with my soda. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what you get when you watch us. This is, this is what you get. Right, I don't right. know if I'm going to upload this raw, but... Gas leak in here? No, it's just my soda. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just my soda. So, but uh, when you're a DM, though, you are in charge of the situation. You are expected to have a matter of etiquette. You know, again, if your players aren't having fun, switch it up. That's all I can say. Like, again, they're into combat. Give them some combat. Humor them. They want a little bit of role play. Let them talk to some NPCs. Let them have fun with it. Let them explore the world. Let them interact with the world. You know, it all kind of comes full circle at the end of the day. You know, as long as they're having fun and you're having fun, you're going to have a blast. You going to wrap it up? Yes, sir, I am. So that'll wrap up episode one, introduction and you to being a dungeon master. In future episodes, I'm going to go into homebrewing. I'm going to go into how to run a campaign. And a couple little things along the way, and we'll, maybe we'll get into like how to be like a, a solid player, maybe going into classes. That'd be kind of neat. Be sure you stick around. Yeah. So hey, this is only the first episode. That's right. So if you like this video, please give us a like and subscribe for more content. We'll see you guys shortly.